This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. We begin with a follow-up to the government's decision to award $10.5 million and an apology to convicted terrorist Omar Khadr. Since we last discussed it on this show on Tuesday, the widow of the soldier that he killed and the soldier he wounded have gone to a Canadian court to try to get any of the money that he receives. Tabitha Spear and Lane Morris were awarded $134 million by an American court, and that's money they have not been able to recover. So there is very little middle ground on this issue. Some say the government is correct to settle to limit liability in a case that they would surely lose. And they see Cotter as a child soldier uh, who is not responsible for his actions. On the other side, a firestorm of criticism. Why did a government that spends tens of millions of dollars for all kinds of political purposes decide to settle this rather than fight through the courts? Uh, It's not entirely clear that they would have had to pay more money even if they lost. And doesn't this just hand a victory for the terrorists? The Canadian Taxpayers Federation has started an online petition aimed, excuse me, at Trudeau deploring the deal. And conservative public safety critic Tony Clement says it is just absolutely wrong. We want to hear from you. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, let's go to Conservative MP and public safety critic Tony Clement in his writing of Perry Sound Muskoka. Hi, Tony. How are you? Uh, Libby, it's uh, great to be on your show and even better to be doing it from Muskoka. So I guess that's <laughs> both worlds. I think today almost everything is better from Muskoka. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so what have you been hearing from your constituents uh, since this news came out uh, and also uh, the, the recent news that uh, the widow and the soldier who was injured have gone to a Canadian court asking to get that money? Well, certainly there's been a, uh, I think you used the word firestorm, and that's certainly the way it's appeared in my constituency office and talking to uh, our uh, our uh, conservative leader, Andrew Scheer, that that's, that that's the case across the whole country, too. Uh, I'm sure MPs of all political stripes are hearing from constituents about this who are incensed that uh, the taxpayers are on the hook for $10.5 million and that uh, the the Prime Minister would even consider a formal apology to uh, to Omar Khadr. So th- this is a big story. I think you're absolutely right. And uh, I would say what I said at the beginning of all this, which was con- conservatives and, and indeed more importantly Canadians know that this is wrong, that uh, that uh, pay all of this money uh, is, is not necessary and does not accord with our values. And uh, we've got a, a convicted terrorist here who has, is suing the federal government? I acknowledge that, but uh, to uh, to reach this settlement is is 180 degrees in the wrong direction. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you say to those people who say uh, the government would have lost this case? The Supreme Court uh, has said that that the government uh, failed to protect his rights as a Canadian citizen, that he was questioned, uh, perhaps tortured at Guantanamo as a child with no lawyer present. uh, And and he was he was a minor. uh, So what do you say to those people? Well, a couple things. First of all, you know, Canadian law recognizes that if a juvenile uh, commits a crime, you can either take the juvenile to juvenile court or treat the offense as uh, an adult offense. And certainly the uh, heinousness of this offense of killing an American medic in the middle of a firefight uh, would dictate that he would be uh, tried as an adult. Second thing is, it's, it's absolutely clear, everybody knows this, that the Cotter family business was terrorism. Uh, they were involved in making bombs. They were involved in, in other activity against Allied forces. It's, they were part of the same organization that killed 25 Canadians on 9-11, namely Al-Qaeda. So uh, we, we can't ignore these facts, nor should we. Uh, Mr. Cotter is a free man right now. He, li- he lives in, in Canada, in Edmonton. Uh, it's, uh, I don't believe uh, we could consider that suffering. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, this idea that the Canadian taxpayers owe him to be one of the richest men in Canada overnight uh, is quite frankly appalling. Well, uh, his his lawyers uh, are going to share in those riches they for are. sure. Yes, they uh, are for sure. I, I've heard estimates like. of about fifty uh, percent. Now, regarding his family, uh, one of the arguments is, you know, uh, it wasn't his fault that he was born in his family, and and you know, his parents poisoned him, thereby lessening his responsibility for those actions. What do you say to that? Well, I think if he's got any right of action, because uh, you mentioned the torture at Guantanamo as well. Uh, then his right of action is with uh, Americans. Uh, I know the, the Canadian Supreme Court has said that there's complicity, but uh, you know you can distinguish this case uh, in other cases where there have been uh, gifts and payments by a federal government because of uh, wrongdoing. I think of our, the Arar case, for instance, and none of those cases were uh, the perpetrators convicted of any terrorist act. Uh, you know that is not the case with Mr. Cotter. Now you know you can say, well, he recanted his. Well, take take that up with the Americans. That I don't see why the Canadian taxpayer has to be on the hook for this. Well, a lot of people don't see it with you. And as a as a complete aside for his family, I'd like to get hold of the immigration officer that allowed them into Canada. What was that about? Well, you know that's the thing. They they've been involved uh, time and again with terrorist activities. Uh, uh, and and it's really unfortunate that, that, that this kind of activity is even condoned by uh, the Canadian government. And But to reach a settlement of this size and to have a formal apology, a lot of people have said to me, you know, when a Canadian soldier dies in action, uh, the, the lump sum received by, from the federal government is around $360,000, I believe, somewhere around yes. there. So to have a $10 million, $10.5 million settlement for uh, Mr. Cotter, who was involved in terrorist activities, really offends a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, just uh, going back to the other side of it, he sued for $20 million uh, because of the Supreme Court's ruling. There is a, a good likelihood that the government would have lost. So does well, this $10 I, you know, million dollar this saving yeah, you know, I, I, again, I, I would say uh, you can distinguish the case. Uh, you know, I'm I'm legally trained as well, and there's lo- that's what you do as lawyers. You distinguish the facts in that case versus this case. And in, in previous cases, when there have been payouts by the Canadian government, no finding of terrorist activity 
could be hanged on on the person. So yeah, okay. So they were unjustly committed, uh, and there was torture involved, and those kinds of issues. Like the Arar case is a good example of that. In this case, uh, he he admitted to uh, killing a U.S. medic. Now again, he's recanting on that. I I, I want to be fair. well. He's yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people uh, convicted of murder do the same thing. He doesn't exactly remember. He doesn't remember. That's yeah. the most he said on on the matter. But the the, the facts are the facts. He, yeah. If he wishes to. Uh, get that uh, that conviction overturned, he should pursue that in the U.S. courts. I don't see why the Canadian taxpayer should be on the hook because uh, of this finding. And so, uh, th- and that's what I'm hearing from uh, the, the, the dozens and dozens of people who have contacted my own constituency office, and I'm, I'm sure others are finding the same thing as well. And, and we're going to get to them. Uh, we have callers waiting patiently. We're going to get to them momentarily. Uh, but uh, again, uh, you know, um, that, why do you think the government agreed to this settlement? Did they th- you think they thought it would go away in July? Uh, because, you know, it's, it seems to me in the context, context of the millions and billions of dollars that are spent, you know, wouldn't it have uh, looked better on them if they fought this? A couple of things. First of all, uh, the timing was right after the the big July 1st celebrations for the 150th anniversary of our country. A lot of people were on downtime. The timing is terrible. The the story leaked out on July 4th, so our American neighbors are celebrating their independence, and and, uh, this case involves the, the death of a U.S. medic. So uh, that's really unfortunate as well. That that will not do well to uh, for Canadian American relations, I dare say. Uh, so there's all of that. Uh, and and look, I know some people have said, well, you know, this is a court case. It has nothing to do with the Liberal government. Excuse me. These kinds of settlements are always uh, talked about in cabinet meetings, and they are. You get a cabinet minute for these things. You don't. Uh, it's not just a court process. So I, I don't buy the argument that this has nothing to do with the Liberal cabinet or the Liberal government. So all of these things make this for a, a very messy situation. And there, you, you mentioned the Canadian Taxpayer Federation petition. Uh, a lot of people have come into my constituency office asking, uh, do you have a copy of the petition? So I think there's going to be a lot of feedback that way. And a lot of people are saying, look, if... if 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 Cotter is going to get some money, he should immediately give that money to Sergeant Spears' widow and two children, or and be a, be uh, forced to give that be money. Forced to because you, you mentioned the pending uh, injunction to that effect that is being pursued by Sergeant Spears' widow. So yes, this this matter is not over, and a lot of people want a reconsideration of it. Okay, uh, Tony, let's take some calls. We've got Enid in Scarborough. Hi, Enid. Hi. <laughs> You're on the air. We're listening. How are you? Fine. Um, I cannot believe this. We were driving along, and when I heard this on the news, my husband and I were in shock to know that Mr. Trudeau would allow something like this to happen. What's, it, what's he going to do with all that money? Fund more terrorists or what? Um, you know, it, it, we were discussing it at the family barbecue yesterday, and we, we were all in shock to know that taxpayers are having to pay out this money when he killed somebody and wounded another man. Uh, and, and, and there is that, uh, there is that U.S. judgment against him uh, for a wrongful death uh, yeah. and, the in, and the injury to the other uh, soldier there, too, uh-huh. as you mentioned, who's blinded in one eye, I believe. So, yes, this, uh, this offends a lot of people, and it shocked a lot of people when it, when it came out. 
Does the unit does it change your in the first place at 15 years old? Who paid his fate to go there? Sorry. How did he get to Afghanistan in the first place at 15 years old? Oh, he comes from a big terrorist family. I mean, his his father uh, sent him to terrorist training when he was still a tween. Mister mm-hmm. Mister Tudor should take this ten and a half million dollars and, like a lot of people are saying, give it to the widow and the wounded soldier, or give it to Canadian veterans who were wounded in Afghanistan without now they have no limbs and half of them are not getting any disability. This is ridiculous. I really think it's ridiculous. Does it, is it changing your view of the Prime Minister or the government? Well, I didn't vote for him in the first place. I don't agree with what he's doing. I never did. And um, I ha- it has changed my view about him. I, don't, I can't believe that he's doing something like this. It, this is upholding something. I mean, he get that money. What's he going to do, fund terrorists again or go out and kill somebody again? Uh, you know, we can't. We certainly can't speak to that. Enid, thanks so much for your call. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. Let's go to Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. Hi. You know, the father. Uh, if you want to put the blame on him, uh, my recollection was he was uh, jailed by the Pakistanians, and uh, the, the Khrushchev government got him out and got him back to Canada, and, and then it led to this. But anyways, that's an aside. I'm looking at it. You know, the Canadian Tire uh, attacker. She was charged with terrorism. Right, and who allegedly tried to murder people with knives and whatever. Um, She didn't succeed. She's in court. We all heard what she had to say about Canada, what she thought. And then I think it was yesterday, the day before, the Canadian terrorist that stabbed the uh, security guard or whatever he was in the Michigan airport. And then he was going Al-Akbar and the whole nine yards down there yesterday. And then I look at... Okay, Okay, Bill, thanks for your call. Hang on, the only difference... Let's go to Kurt in Barry. Let's try to keep it on the topic. Hi, Kurt. Hi there. How are you? Fine. Thanks how are you? My, thanks for taking my call. You're uh, very welcome. As far as I'm concerned, uh, the man, uh, which he is now, and he, he proclaimed to be a child at the time, but he was sane and uh, clever enough to join the uh, I, uh, the uh, ISIS or whatever the heck, the, the terrorist It was group. Al-Qaeda. And well, his family put him there, to be fair. Well, that, that, that's fine. But, I mean, at, th- at that time, like, we have choices here, and he had choices, okay? And he chose to kill. And uh, what bothers me more than anything is our government got him out of there after he said yes. And now he's claiming, well, I was only a child, okay? And as far as I'm concerned, that's just a, a big hullabaloo. And as far as I'm concerned, it's a legal uh, our legal society that's uh, probably put him up to it and said, hey, we can make a bunch of money out of this. And he's got to split it with his lawyer. So the more they get, the more the lawyer gets. And uh, But still, uh, for a terrorist uh, attack on anybody, there should be no compensation, at least jail time or worse, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm ashamed of our government to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, has it changed your view, or is this an issue you might vote on? Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, our prime minister, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, showboat trying to outdo his father as far as travel and everything else is concerned. He is, uh, has traveled more than any prime minister that I know of in the short time he's there in power. And uh, don't tell me he's doing it for the sake of uh, our economy and uh, trying to drum up stuff. And uh, so 
the rest of the world must think, hey, listen, you guys are financing terrorism, so to speak, because they're paying or want to pay a terrorist money. Okay, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, well, I didn't vote for him to start with, but uh, still, this it's like I'm ashamed to say that he is uh, our prime minister, and, you know, which is too bad. Okay, thanks a lot for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, we are uh, running out of time on this one. Uh, let's take uh, one more call. Uh, we've got Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Yeah, bad. I am completely shocked at the, what the government has done. Um, matter of fact, I, I don't agree with um, the government allowing not only Omar Carter, but his whole family. They should be sent back to where they come from. I'm they not should... sure they live here anymore. Tony, well, do you are you aware? Uh, I, I, I think the father is deceased. Yes. Yeah, uh, he I'm... definitely was killed in right, something right. or I'm other. I'm not sure about the rest. There's only one thing that I see has got any bright light to this whole story. That is, during the watch of Pierre Trudeau, and this will probably be his last watch when he's doing things like this. So I think that is going to come right against the uh, Liberal government. And uh, I can't see any other benefit other than the Liberals will lose the next election because of this. Best thing ever happened to the Conservatives is that stupid amount of money. But it should not be paid. And Omar Carter, if he's in this country, I would probably... (laughs) I'll pay his airfare, get him out of here. I don't want them people in this country. Okay, Bob, thanks for your call. Okay, okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, okay, uh, we're going to have to uh, switch gears. So, uh, Tony Clement, again, uh, just switching to the other side of this, yeah. uh, you know, you your your party has been accused of just riding this. Uh, do you think that uh, there's any validity to, to that claim? And, and do you think this could last long enough to actually be an election issue? Well, look, I, I think that we're doing the thing uh, that a responsible opposition does do, which is uh, ask the questions and demand answers. So that's that's what you do in opposition. Uh, to That's how our democracy works. So this issue came about uh, because of a leak within inside the, the Liberal government to, uh, to the Golden Mail. It's not as if we were aware that this was going to break on, on the 4th of July, but uh, we're, we're reacting as many Canadians are reacting, and uh, that's... That's part of our job and responsibility. But if, if, if there was no validity in what we were saying, the issue would die very quickly because Canadians would be on another page. But the fact of the matter is, and your callers are evidence of this as well, <laughs> there's a lot of concern and anger over this decision. Okay. Uh, Tony Clement, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate oh, it. My pleasure, Libby. All the best to you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.